Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to a Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. It's morphin' time. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News Force San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio Spurs Zone. Uh, the offseason is still m- moving along. Um, perhaps the biggest thing right now all Spurs fans are looking at is Derek White and Team USA, although he has not officially been named to the final roster. But all <laughs> signs are pointing to the fact that he will after another player dropped out, De'Aaron Fox. So... We're just waiting for the official word before we uh, talk about it. But there's other stuff to talk about when it comes to your silver and black. A member of the uh, Spurs original Big Three is going to have his jersey retired early in the season, Tony Parker. Uh, We'll talk about that. There's a new player on the block. Yeah, I, I caught me off guard too, Dalton Homes. Uh, he, he, if, you, if you go to his social media, he tells you exactly how to pronounce it. It's home mess. And then finally, ESPN, once again, just they, they, they will never learn that the San Antonio Spurs are never to be counted out. What did they do this time? We're going to talk about that and more with uh, Spurs Zone's rookie, trainee. You know him. You love him on Twitter. He is at MacPen Media. Mac Pena, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Hey, hey, hey. It's, uh, it's a good to be back. I know. And uh, what a way to start a Monday off in uh, these three topics. All right. So. Let's just knock out who this Dalton Homes is. Um, you know, that kind of caught a lot of Spurs fans off guard. Uh, just when you think the roster was settled. Nope, it really wasn't. They brought in uh, this guy um, who went undrafted in the uh, 2019 NBA draft. He did play with the uh, Bucks 2019 Summer League team, but that's about it. Uh, at the end of the day, Mac, let's just face it. This guy is just a training camp fodder and, you know, he's going to be in the G League, right? Yeah, so, and, and you're absolutely right about the very first thing. This was way out of left field. No one had, I don't think anybody reported this until, I mean, until you said something, and then and then from what I seen, from what I saw, you know, after you reported it, everybody just started picking it up and throwing it out there. So I was like, ah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, absolutely. He's not, I don't think, you know, Spurs fans don't have to worry about him actually making, you know, the, the first team roster. He's not going to be replacing anybody else. I think they already have that lineup set. Um, you know, I think they're going to stick with DeMar and, and, and L.A. and run that, that same unit mm-hmm. for this year and see how it goes. Um, and then Homez is going to be a, a training camp, you know, invite. He's going to do some good things. He's probably going to, you know, shore up that um, the G League spot because that's where, you know, that's something that we were missing um, as far as the, the Austin Spurs go. So I think he's going to do well there. Um but it's not it's nothing more than just a training camp invite. Yeah, that's all it really is. And uh, he was signed to an Exhibit 10 deal by San Antonio. Um, just go to Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com. It'll detail exactly what an Exhibit 10 deal is. And uh, some stats on him. Now, he is a forward. He's 6'8", 250 pounds. He came out of Point Loma University. That's a Division II uh, college. He was also named the NABC Division II National Player of the Year for 2018-19 season. And as mentioned, he went undrafted. Uh, in his senior year, he had a phenomenal uh, averages, 21 points per game, 1.3 assists, 5.8 rebounds, uh, 4-point Loma. But in the summer league, uh, he averaged 8.4 points, 1.6 rebounds in two games played. So kind of a small sample size there. If right. anything that stands out for me, Mac, is this kid 
is crazy athletic. I mean, yep. he can jump out of the gym. He's a high flyer. Uh, he's young. Uh, but outside of that, uh, Mac, you're absolutely right. He's just going to be another body throughout during training camp and go to the G League. But hey, Mac, if the Spurs um, are known for one thing, is finding you know those un, those un, undiscovered gems, and maybe he'll turn out to be something good for San Antonio down the road, Mac. Yeah, I think he's going to be you know if he does develop into anything, he's going to he's going to be another athletic big that the Spurs can definitely utilize, especially in the small ball um, formation. If if he does turn out to be anything, and if they do hold on to him, then that's what he definitely can be because he, like you said, he's extremely athletic. And he's going to be able to defend multiple positions with his athleticism. Yeah, um, he must be doing something right for the Spurs to uh, lock him up, at least uh, temporarily, with that Exhibit 10 deal. So expect him, Luka Samanich, Quindari Weatherspoon, Keldon Johnson uh, to be tearing up the G League. You know what, Mac? That G League team, the Austin Spurs, might be a fun team to watch this coming season. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Austin Spurs team is going to be sneaky good. Um, yeah. You know, with the with the the athleticism they have on that team, the potential is there in the development. I mean, they should hopefully win that 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 G League season. Yeah, they're, they're, I think what a couple seasons ago they actually won it all. I think that was right. with Derek White. Yeah, Derek White and yep. uh, yeah, well, leading that charge. So hopefully they can uh, regain that title. But yeah, that that Austin Spurs G League team is gonna be fun to watch. So Dalton Holmes, uh, welcome to the Spurs, and um, hopefully you make some noise in the uh, G League and open some eyes. All right. Uh, by the way, this is going to be a very uh, short uh, locked on Spurs. So if it seems a little bit rushed, it's well, it's simply just there's nothing much to talk about. So um, <laughs> uh, the other big news is um, Tony Parker, the uh, final member of the Spurs original big three, is going to get his jersey retired early in the season, November 11th at San Antonio versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, again, you know what, Mac, uh, the Spurs zone, you and I, you know, we, we, we help out there and, uh, we broke it first. Uh, it took you off were like, on it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took off like wildfire, didn't it? But my, my first oh my question, God. Yeah. My, my first question to you, Mac, is this, do you think it's just too early in the season for that type of ceremony? You know what? I actually don't mind it. Uh, you know, I think it's perfect. Um, because it, it gets it out of the way. You don't have to, you're not building up to this, this ceremony. Um, and it feels like Tony Parker just wants to get it over and done with. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't wait like, um, you know, or, you know, he's not waiting to, to get it done. He's just, he's just letting it happen and, you know, we're going to get it done and that's it. And I think that's more of his style. You know, he's, he just wants to rip the bandaid off and just get it over and done with. So I don't mind, I don't mind the date to be honest. I think it's, I think it's okay. And I think it allows the team to kind of focus more so on on the season than focusing on, you know, the, the story of Tony coming back yeah. and, and having his jersey retired. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think um, I saw a few uh, react on social media, and, and that was kind of like the overwhelming thought was like, well, it was two of them. One was great, you know, uh, tears going to be shed. Uh, but I think a few Spurs fans were saying, it's too early, it's too early. But I agree right. with you. I think – I think getting it out of the way early so there's no distractions late in the season when the Spurs will be fighting against a tough Western Conference. More about that later. Um, and the Spurs can focus on the matter in hand. Now, look, uh, Tony's going to join Manu and Titi's uh, jersey up there. You know what I'm looking forward to is hearing assistant coach Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili come <laughs> back and say their speech to the youngest member of the Big Three. 
Uh, that what are you looking forward to in that ceremony? I think I'm I'm looking forward to I don't know I, I, what I'm looking forward to is is how Tim Duncan makes a speech because you know before he was a retiree like when he did Manu's he was a retiree he didn't have I mean he showed up in the gym and helped out and and stuff like that but now he's he's an assisting coach so I wonder if it, if his perspective or at least from his yeah his his perspective is going to be different as as an assistant coach now I wonder if he's going to change a little bit. Or if he's still going to be, and more likely, he's still going to be the same old Timmy and, and crack the wise jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Anytime we can see Manu back back in the AT and T Center, it always brings, you know, it always makes my heart flutter. So I, I can't wait <laughs> to see that again. Yeah, and, and another thing too is that when TP announced his retirement last year or last season, I'm sorry. Um, one thing I said on social media, and I kind of took off like wildfire too, was like, I, like if I ever noticed, like I noticed the react especially from San Antonio was not as fiery or not as explosive as it was when Manu and TD uh, said they were done. There was a react. Yes, but it was kind of lukewarm. And, you know, some people were saying, well, you know, it was the timing of it. Um, uh, you know, it was late in the season, you know, the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And do you think that TP will go down as maybe the forgotten piece of the big three? I don't know if he's going to be the forgotten piece, but I think it's and it, it has it's nothing against Tony. It's just when you have two monumental pieces like like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili, and you're that third leg. Yes, you're extremely important, and you're still the the best point guard in Spurs history ever. But comparing being being compared to those two, you know, icons is. Is, is a lot to is is a lot to to you know is a lot to ask ask for and it just it, it kind of sucks that Tony has to be in their in their shadows because they do cast very large shadows. I mean, Manu Ginobili with his with his international play, you know, um, Argentina and and everything that he did in the Euro League, and then coming over here and being a six man and and you know he showed he showed a lot by doing that by by taking that bench role. And so I think that that garnished a lot more respect for him, and, and people they don't sleep as much on Manu Ginobili as they do Tony Parker. Like whenever, if you ever, if you were to ever do like a poll or or read any reviews of the greatest point guards ever in the NBA, Tony Parker is probably never going to come up in that conversation. Right. If you if you if you don't ask a Spurs fan, like if you ask a non-Spurs fan, they're gonna they're not even going to think about Tony Parker. And so, you know, it, it kind of, it's, it's nothing against him, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's tough to compare yourself or, or try to compete with, with those two, you know, those two giant, giant idols in, in the NBA realm. Yeah, Parker will become the 10th player in Spurs history to have his number raised uh, to the AT&T Center. He'll join the guys like we mentioned, you know, Tim Duncan, Monte Ginobili, Gervin, Robinson, Bowen, Moore, uh, Avery Johnson, Silas, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So uh, he'll be in some uh, pretty good company up there. And uh, look, you know, he makes San Antonio his home. He's very vocal about that. You know, he and his wife and his kids are, you know, they're they're San Antonio natives now. So he'll still be around the arena and he'll still be going to games. You'll see him around San Antonio. So it's not like we're losing him completely. Mono Ginobili's back in San Antonio too after uh, spending vacation. a few days. <laughs> yeah, vacationing. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it just it'll be a good night. It'll be a great night. And I hope Tony gets the recognition he deserves because 
perhaps a few of those title banners won't be up there without him. And uh, you're right about that. You know, when it comes to looking back at the point guards of the early 2000s, I think he'll get forgotten, even though his resume is better than a Chris Paul, a Deron Williams. It's uh, amazing. Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Kidd. Um, you know, Jason Terry, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so, you know, Parker is going to be forgotten as one of the best point guards of his era. But, hey, he's he's Hall of Fame bound. There's no doubt about that. Is that right? No man? doubt. No yeah. doubt. No, no, no doubt. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer, just like Mon Ginobili is. It's it, it, the big three is going down in the Hall of Fame. And again, if the Spur, if the Spurs organization ever does erect a a statue, he needs to be on there. There's no way that you keep you keep him out because you're right. Without him, some of those those banners would not be there. And like I said, he was he was a pivotal he was a pivotal piece to to San Antonio and the dynasty run that they had. I mean, the big three fit together so well because of the positions they played and the skills that they had and what they were able to play off of each other. So, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's extremely underrated when it comes to, to the point guard position. Yeah, and uh, perhaps, you know, if they could, in, in the dream world, maybe all three of them will go into that basketball Hall of Fame together. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. That would definitely be amazing. Yeah. I don't know if that's All ever right. happened before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, TD would have to decline or first, and then Manu would have to decline and then wait till TP's eligible, which would be for a long time. But right. it, 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 it'd be worth it, I'd say that much, to see all three going together. But uh, until then, uh, well, we'll be looking forward to that November 11th uh, date. And by the way, tickets are already out of control. Prices are <laughs> reselling uh, as you know, as, hundreds. As soon as your your article came out, like there was there was like a, a few moments after, a few minutes after your article came out, that they were still really low. And then yeah. once once your article caught fire, like it did, then it just went out of control. <laughs> you broke yeah, it before Shams. You broke it before Watch. Everything yeah. and <laughs> yeah, oh, it, that was it, it so was, funny. Yeah, and then you know the, uh, the you know the react though from Spurs fans was good because I, I really believed he deserved more type of a sentimental reaction uh, than he got when he initially announced his retirement. So kudos to TP. Your day is coming up very soon in the season again, November 11th. If you can get a pair of tickets, make sure to go out there to the AT&T Center. All right, Mac and I we're gonna take our first break. We get back. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the disrespect that ESPN and somebody else is giving to the Spurs and Popovich. So hang on tight. We are back, and I'm joined by Mac Pena. You can follow him on Twitter at, what is it again, Mac Pena Mafia, right? Something like that? <laughs> you know what? That's actually really good. I probably should change it to like Spurs Mafia or something. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Mac Pen Media. Mac Pen Media, that's right. Yeah, Mac Pen Media. So again, follow him on Twitter at Mac Pen Media. Um, let me get this out of the way before I jump into what ESPN did. All right. And you were very vocal about this on social media yesterday. Uh, Fox Sports, Jason Woodlock kind of took a shot at Popovich. And now, Mac, uh, I know you're on the phone with me right now, but uh, he Woodlock took down the tweet oh. <laughs> where he was blasting Popovich um, as the reason why Team USA players are dropping out because they don't want to play for him or you know, with him. They just want to be with Popovich. And he mentioned about Kawhi Leonard. Now, he took down the tweet. He took Again, down I'll the let tweet. you take it away. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it from here because you pretty much you pretty much uh, put the spotlight on him and pretty much called him out for what he had to say. Uh, Mac, take it away. So, yeah, 
so Whitlock is ESPN. I, I, no, no, no. He's in Fox, right? He's Fox, he's Fox, Fox Sports. Sports. Um, Fox Sports Bundant, Jason Whitlock says, Greg Popovich, all these these young, talented, um, you know, NBA players are dropping out of Team USA, and he's kind of alluding to the fact that it's because Popovich, um, and and he doesn't really specify if Popovich is coaching or if it's Popovich is a little bit never that. He just mentions Popovich's name and these NBA stars dropping out, and. I was like, immediately, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. All you're doing, you're, you're really reaching here because there's been articles after articles this this offseason and te- during the Team USA training of all these young players saying that it's been an amazing camp, that they've had they've learned so much from Popovich, and that Popovich is one of their, their most favorite coaches of all time, and that they would love to go to, to play with Popovich, and they would love to, to, to play under him. I mean, you had Kyle Kuzma, you had Jalen Brown, you had Brooke Lopez, and you had countless others say, you know, mention very good things about about Team USA and about Coach Popovich. It, it, that it, it makes no sense. And and then I also replied back. I was like, or you know, and obviously you're not going to see it, but I did put back. I was like, it doesn't, you know, the reason why that they're dropping out, and this is exactly the reason why, or at least for me, in my opinion, the reason why they're dropping out is because for for the past five years. The, the NBA championship window was closed. Everybody knew that it was either going to go to Golden State or the Cavs before LeBron went to um, went to the Lakers. But it was pretty much locked up for the Golden State Warriors because Kevin Durant and all the All-Stars, Steph Curry, were there. And now that's gone. Now the league has actually kind of redistributed the powers, and the East you know, has some formidable teams, and the West is completely loaded. So at this point right now, it's anybody's game. Because the Golden State Warriors lost lost KD to the Brooklyn Nets, and then Klay Thompson is out for pretty much the entire year, almost the entire year, due to injury. Mm-hmm. So all Golden State has is Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell. And who knows how that's going to work out? But um, this is the reason why people are. This is the reason why you know NBA players are dropping out because the window is open. The opportunity for a championship is there. There, there has never been, or at least in the past five years, a wider opening to a championship run than this year. The tables are set and they're completely level. And so, at this point right now, it's anybody's game. And that's exactly why people are dropping out. I can understand the injuries, and you know they don't want to get any injuries. But I honestly don't think it's because of Popovich, and it's not because that they don't want to represent their country. I, I mean, this is this is not the Olympics, you know, which more most people want. This is more FIBA World Cup, which is more of a niche, but even still, you know, it's it's still a, an honor to represent your country, and so that's why you, have, you still have Donovan Mitchell there, you still have Kyle Kuzma, you still have Brooke Lopez, you still have Kimball Walker, Derek White might be on that team. There's still a lot of NBA talent on that, on that, on that roster that's still going to be probably maybe slight favorites going into, into the World Cup. Yeah, look, he took down the tweet. <laughs> Obviously, I think he realized what he said was idiotic. idiotic. <laughs> yeah, so that just shows you the type of uh, view on the Spurs and Popoviches outside of San Antonio and for much of Texas uh, because Whitlock wasn't the only one to um, pretty much throw some shade the Spurs' way. He did it towards Popovich, and then there's ESPN. 
Yeah. ESPN <laughs> has a reputation, at least among Spurs fans, of really not giving the Spurs their shine, not giving them their due. And time after time, the Spurs are in the playoffs or they, they upset some team and they're just there. And once again, it happened again. The ESPN put out their early postseason predictions. And the Spurs are not even in the top eight in the Western Conference. Mac, your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this, and I think it came from somebody named Pelton. I can't really remember. Kate Pelton. Yes, Kevin Pelton. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and immediately, I think, after that tweet was also deleted also, because somebody had mentioned, they replied back to a message that I said, and they were like, oh, it's been deleted. So, obviously, like, <laughs> it, it, it's so frustrating to to be a fan of, of the San Antonio Spurs sometimes when you're, when you're listening to you know, the national media. Because they completely undercut you all the time. The Spurs have been in, in in the playoffs for the past 22 years. There are people currently right now alive that have, or obviously, you know, the Spurs fans that are alive that have no, that have none, known nothing but playoff basketball. And so, you know, that were born on '99, where, you know, the first championship. It's just, it's it's insane to think that the Spurs are going to do worse than, um, than you know, the Dallas Mavericks, or they're going to do worse mm -hmm. than, um, you know, probably Portland, Portland Blazers. It's just, I'm not saying the Portland Blazers wouldn't be bad, but to have them not even make it and have, you know, the, um, the Dallas Mavericks on there above the Spurs when yeah. the Mavericks don't have a consistent team. You're going to have a duo of, of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis come together when Kristaps is coming off of a knee injury and hasn't played in almost two mm -hmm. years. And, and and that's what's frustrating is like most of these, and I think they gave the Houston Rockets the first seed. Like, how do you give the Houston huh. Rockets the first seed when LA when the Los Angeles Clippers got Kyle, got Kawhi Leonard and Paul mm -hmm. George, and then exactly. the, the Nuggets kept the same team. They literally have the same team, and they were the second seed in the entire West last year. Like, how do you do that? Like, the Rockets lost a lot of their bench and and don't have the, the same the same backup as they do because now they lost Chris Paul. So you have that, that dynamic between Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden. That's both two ball dominant guards that need the ball in order to be successful. Like it's just, it makes no sense as for, for them to, to even put that tweet out was, was pretty disrespectful for them to have the Spurs projected at 38 to 40 wins is even more disrespectful yeah. to me. I think though. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. That was going to be my, my react to it. I think I was more shocked at the record, uh, if anything. Yep. Um, I can almost, and I'm barely saying, I can almost give them a baby little pass for maybe not seeing the Spurs in the top eight, but to give them that record was just atrocious. Atrocious. Look, did they, not for, did they forget that Murray's coming back? <laughs> did they forget that they, they, they re-signed Gay, that they, they brought in uh, Damari Carroll? that Popovich is still at the sideline, that Tim Duncan is going to be assistant coach, uh, that uh, Derek White is looking good right now, at least with Team USA. Yeah. He... And this team, you know, this is just, this is incredible. You you hit it in the nail when you said that they didn't even have the Clippers, number one. Um, you mentioned about Leonard and Paul George joining them. They also kept pretty much intact, solid role players around yep. them. Montrez Harrell, yep. Shamat, Sweet Lou. Oh my God! And then they don't even have him. I mean, my goodness. And then Pat Beverly. So, Pat Beverly as their as their and, defensive yeah. guard. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they're they're not even one. Look, 
if ESPN is just simply trying to A, rile up the Spurs fan base, and B, just get views, well, then kudos to them. They got it. But uh, this is just, once again, uh, a move uh, that I think will end up biting them in the butt later on in the season because you never count out the Spurs, do you, man? No, absolutely not. As much as, as much as they sometimes piss us off and frustrate us because of you know, some personnel decisions or you know, lineups, no matter what, they're still a successful organization. You cannot deny that fact. And sometimes they're questionable. Sometimes they make questionable decisions as far as us from our perspective. But eventually you kind of sit back and, you, you know, a few, maybe a few years later you're like, oh, crap, you know, I was completely wrong about this the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Spurs always make you um, uh, think twice about your thoughts on them. Uh, think about it, too. You know, the Spurs, um, at least the Spurs fan base, were urging uh, the team to chase – Demarcus Cousins, and then look what happened. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, he had himself uh, pretty much a season-ending uh, injury in the off season. Get better boogie. So imagine if that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get better boogie. So the Spurs, they make their moves, and they're smart about it. And these moves will help the team long term. They're not. They're not in it for the short game. They're in it for the long game. You yeah. know. So will there be a little hiccups in the beginning of the season? Of course. Murray's coming back. You don't know if they're gonna have some sort of some sort of minute restriction on him to see if he's really a hundred percent. Uh, even though they cleared him recently, uh, coming off surgery. Uh, is D. White going to continue being D. White that we saw late last season? Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan, you know, he's you wrote about it on the Spurs zone. He's honing in on that three-point shot. Okay, well, that's good. That's the offseason. But will it turn out uh, in the regular season when somebody's up in his face? We, we don't know that. But at the end of the day, this team is pretty much coming back intact. The same four. And they did yeah, exactly. And they did all of that and push a Denver Nuggets to eight to a, to a, to a seven game series after having an atrocious off season where you see, you, you know, um, you know, coming off a couple seasons ago, you know, where they lose Leonard, we all know what happened, and Mono retires, and then TP's gone, he goes to Charlotte, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We saw the 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 up the the roster just overturned so much. They still did what they did, so. And it begins and ends with Popovich. As long as he's on that sideline, Mac, you cannot count out the Spurs. Absolutely, absolutely. And and yeah, I think I think people are underrating the team chemistry a, a whole lot because if you look at a lot of these teams, with the exception of like a few of them, um, maybe four of them, at least in the West, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Spurs, a lot of them are completely revamped teams. And so the chemistry is not going to be there. They're going to be working out. They're going to be working through their, um, working through their kings, trying to figure out their roster rotations. And just like you mentioned it, the Spurs already did that last year, and they still managed to, you know, to play or, or to win plus forty games and still get into, um, and still get into the playoffs at the seventh seed. And that's because they were they were yeah. injured, you know, throughout the entire season. They had a ton of injuries throughout the entire season that they had to manage. This season, hopefully, everybody stays healthy. It looks like everybody going into into the training camp um, is going to be healthy. There, there hasn't been any injuries to report, and so it's you know it, it's looking like a positive season. Like finally, after the past couple of seasons where it's been really turbulent, it's finally starting to look like okay, the Spurs are starting to see some some clearer waters, less choppy. So everything should start smoothly, sailing very very smoothly at this point. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, uh, crossing fingers. So. Uh, I think it's safe to say that likely the Spurs will make uh, these early projections look silly 
at the end of the regular season. So Mac and I take our final break. We get back. We're going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. We are back, and I'm joined by Mac Pena. He is the off-season trainee of the Spurs zone. Yeah. And um, hopefully he'll make it at the end of the day, which between you and me, Mac, all signs are pointing to yes, just like Derek White. Yes. Is all signs pointing to yes <laughs> to him making Team USA. The same thing with you and Ty. Um, so here we are, you know, again, the offseason is still rolling around. You know, what, you know, you, obviously the big, as I mentioned in the intro, Derek White, you know, he seems to be getting all the attention right now because, frankly, there's just basketball to play right now. But it's the team USA. You got to support Team USA. Yeah. Team USA. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, are you okay with him um, making the squad? Uh, does that make you nervous? You know, we think about the injury and then the wear and tear. Heck no. I think I'm. I don't. Okay. I, I think I'm, I'm. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm one of the few, but I value country sports, like country centric sports. Like I love the World Cup. You know, in regards to to soccer or football, I love. I love the the Olympics. Like I. I love supporting. The, whenever there's there's country specific sports and it's just amazing it just because it feels like everybody comes together and you know you're all cheering for for one team and you're hoping that everybody does well and you're, you know you're supporting your country and, and it feels great and it, you know not to get too political but in times like these like it just feels good to come together you know and and I really missed it this past World Cup or well not with the women because I, I thought it was amazing with the women but um, the World Cup that passed with, with the men where the men didn't didn't make it um, mm-hmm. and in 2018. And so, you know, I really miss that, that camaraderie, like going to, you know, going to a bar or seeing people in red, white, and blue and, you know, having the soccer jerseys. And so with the FIBA World Cup, I feel like that's coming around and having, you know, the representation of the Spurs in there with a young, exciting Derek White. You know, this people, and I think mm-hmm. Rick Buckner, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I think it's Buckner or Boucher, um, mm-hmm. but he, 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 he said it perfectly. You know, he had said that, in the very beginning, he didn't think Derek White was going to amount to very much, and then now he's completely did a 180. He's flipped on him. He thinks that he, you know, he's this fantastic player that has extremely high potential, and the Spurs got another one. You know that that tired mantra that everybody always says, uh, is, you know, <laughs> Spurs got another one. Spurs found another gem, and that's Derek White. Derek White has in, in the videos and the small clips that have been released from Team USA and other you know reporters, Derek White has looked to be one of the most influential and and, po- and positive impacting player on Team USA. I mean, he can do everything from guarding, you know, one to three um, uh, on the position to, to driving and slashing the catch and shooting, you know, to his assist. His court vision is looking amazing. Like, he is taking that next step that not only the Spurs need, but Team USA is definitely going to need, especially since all their, their players have been, or there's been a lot of player uh, turnover. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Derek White even said it himself uh, following a uh, practice out in Los Angeles saying that he's using everything that he's learning to his advantage. So perhaps we'll see what he learned when he puts on the Spurs uniform next season. And hopefully he learned from playing against the guys like De'Aaron Fox, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Tatum, yeah, that gives et cetera, you, et cetera. The, uh, I think the the, spurt of the USA training camp gives you a unique perspective as opposed to, you know, regular off-season training where you go practice with one or two guys that are in the NBA or, or other people that are not. At the USA training camp, everybody's in the NBA. And you have all mm-hmm. these, 
these beautiful minds from from basketball. You know, you have Steve Kerr, you have Jeff and Steve Van Gundy, you have um, even Chip England was there. You have Pop that's there. Yeah. So you have it's just basketball mecca right now, where you have the top mm-hmm. flight talent in the United States, and you're able to to bounce ideas and play off against them. You know, so it's it's amazing. Hopefully, he does bring a lot of that to to the Spurs. I think he will. Um... There, there will be a short turnaround for him. I believe once the tournament out in China is over, um, they'll, he'll get a one-week break. Uh, well, depending how how you know deep Team USA goes, and we all are assuming that they're going to go to the gold medal round. Uh, but should they go that far, and when it's over, there's just after that a one-week break, and then training camp starts. So hopefully he doesn't have too much wear and tear. And Popovich, notorious for uh, uh, player management, load management. I'm pretty sure he'll rest him a bit. And hey, this is where having a lot of guards comes in handy because <laughs> White is gonna have to have a little break maybe to start the season. Yeah. So maybe having too many guards is gonna be beneficial for the Spurs to give Derek White some rest. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. This is um, them Murray coming back fully healthy and being able to to man to play a hefty amount of minutes is gonna do Derek White wonders in the beginning of the season because he can get some good quality rest. Um, and still not have to play a ton of minutes. You know, he, he can still rack in 20, 25 minutes and rest the rest of the time and, you know, and be good to go at, you know, once the playoff season comes around. Yeah, so a uh, good thing for Derek White. Uh, and then, again, not official, but likely he's going to get it, so kudos to him. Hopefully he'll represent the Spurs at USA well out in China. All right, so that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Uh, Mac, uh, we've been saying your Twitter handle a lot. So let's say it one more time. How can fans follow you? Yeah, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, send me a message, or just tweet at me. Um, my handle is Mac Pen Media. That's Mac Pen Media. There you go. And uh, he has an article coming out uh, this week, uh, perhaps today, or by the time you listen to it, it's already out, or maybe uh, soon, uh, regarding the Wizards and Popovich. I'd be interested to read uh, hear what Mac had to say about that. As for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, FoxSanAntonio.com. Uh, everything under the sun is covered there when it comes to your silver and black. Well, at least we try to get you everything <laughs> so you can stay um, up to date with the latest going and comings with your San Antonio Spurs. So for Mac Pena, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.